the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey guys, Bowtie Guy here with you. It is show number 251. We have a little bit of a different show today because we did an interview and we were trying out some new technology, which is not new, but it's different technology that was updated. And so we got a really weird recording on my end and a really soft recording on the end of the person that was being interviewed, but we're going with it because this is the Mess It Up podcast and we take that mess, turn it into a message. So I'm asking you to bear with me with a really bad reverb on my end and kind of softness on her end. Uh, so I apologize for that. I was gonna change the volume and go up and down, but that has a tendency of creating some weird hiss and stuff, so I just decided to leave it as it is. Uh, drop me a note, let me know how you felt about uh, the sound, just so I can know in the future if you'd rather have me try to adjust audio and whatnot. But we're just gonna roll with it as it is, and hopefully that turns out okay for everybody involved. So I do want to tell you a little bit about the show. In case you don't know, uh, we are listener supported. So that means we need you. Yes, you. Yes, you. I'm looking at you right now. You driving in the car, working out in the gym, walking on the treadmill. I need you to help out with our ministry by financially supporting us, becoming one of our rebuilders in the Nehemiah Project to help rebuild the walls at the church in Ridgecrest, California, where we're going to put our studio and our ministry headquarters, as well as getting us into the prison walls in California. So you can do that easiestly, most easily? I don't know. The easiest way to do that is by texting the word MUM to 760-WALLS-CA, and that will take you to our text to give site so that we can keep track of everything. Your gifts are all tax deductible. We are sending out the tax statements for everybody who is on our giving list for 2022. Those are coming out hopefully this week. Uh, but like I said, we've got this interview today. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the interview. And then on the other side, we'll do our song of the week and wrap things up. I do want to tell you our word of the week this week is uh, kind of a fun one. This is another one of my British ones. It is scurrilous. Now, in, in England, they say scurrilous, uh, but it's scurrilous. And what it means is to uh, really have you know big-time scandalous uh, accusations or claims, uh, trying to bring someone down, trying to hurt their uh, reputation to make a, a, a scurrilous claim about someone or an attack on them. So um, that's our word of the week. If you can use it, Use the word this week in your sentence. Give yourself 10 points. If you are scurrilous this week, I need you to subtract about 50 points uh, from yourself. So anyhow, that's our word of the week. Uh, enjoy that. Right now, I want to give you our messed up interview with Jeanette. Now remember, this is a great story. So bear with us on the sound. Share this with your people. And right now, here's Jeanette. Well, my name is Jeanette. I am a child of the one true king. I've been saved. I've been changed a little bit over these last 10 years. Um, I've been set free from a 22-year abusive relationship at the age of 37. I am now 46. I conquer PTSD severe and severe anxiety and severe introvertism. Apparently one podcast at a time now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's me. <laughs> I like, I like that. that. So, so um, tell us your story. Uh, what 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 brought you into recovery? 
Um, so I have a very strange story. Um, I, so 10 years ago, this past September, um, I was, I just finished reading the book, um, Heaven is for Real. I don't know if you've read it or heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I like that kind of stuff. And, um, the little boy in there really annoyed me because, you know, Jesus loves the children, Jesus loves the children. And I'm like, that's fantastic. But it stuck somehow. And then on my way to work the next day after I finished reading it, um, I was just doing my usual, what I call wine session, you know, God, why can't I mm-hmm. have this in the lottery? Why does everything suck? Um, and I got to work and I cannot tell you why, how this popped into my brain. I private nannied at the time. So I pulled into the driveway, opened my car door and said, God, how can I serve you? Slammed my car door, walked into the house threw my stuff on the counter and my boss knew I was looking for a part-time job also at the time. And she slides her church bulletin across the counter. And in the, in the bulletin was that the church she attended was hiring for childcare. And so, um, you know, he knows I love the children too, but Hey, whatever. And I just kind of rolled my eyes and I was like, not what I meant, (laughs) not what I meant. And uh, this will all make sense in a few minutes. And so, um, out of respect for my boss, I was like, fine, I'll apply. A few emails back and forth with the director. She said, come on in. Um, So I had to look the church up because I didn't know where it was. Um, And I arrive in the parking lot, and it's a big, giant church. So if you drive past it, you you can't miss it. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, I have. So... I was like, well, how do I miss this? And so I walk into the church, you know, and I look around and I see a gym and I see a coffee bar and I see a front entrance or like a the receptionist. And that's all I saw. And I was like, okay, there's got to be more to this building. It's gigantic. And the director comes out. She takes me back for the interview and she says, um, tell me about your back, your religious background. And I looked at her straight and I said, I don't believe in Jesus. I said, I don't, I will never read your book and you (laughs) cannot make me go to church ever. And she was like, okay. I said, but here's my credentials. At the time I had my master's degree. I'd worked with children for 12 years. Um, you know, a lot of that kind of stuff. And so she, you know, was like, oh, okay told me a little bit more about the position. I walked out. I was like, ha-ha, Jeanette won. God zero. Nice try. And needless to say, 48 hours later, I was working in the church. So that backfired. Um, So I did, and I worked in the church um, from September. I joined a Bible study in October. That did not go very well. I joined another one in January to try to attempt to like figure out these, you know, these church people because I didn't understand any of you. Were you doing it just to assimilate a little bit more, or were you searching for uh, connection? I was no, I wasn't searching for connection. I was kind of searching to kind of try to understand. You know, I'm teaching these little kids. I'm in a church. I should probably understand a little bit what right doing. So I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll just keep trying. Um, 
And that one went a little bit better. It was an Anley Stanley study. It's this beginner study. I don't even remember the name of it anymore. Um, and, you know, I kind of enjoyed it. You know, it was really for people trying to new to faith, basically. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I did that for a while. Come March um, of 20, 2014, I decided I'm going to finally figure out where the church was. Because I had not attended a service at this point. <laughs> I had not. I went to work and I left the building. That was it. I didn't even know where they held service. I was like, well, it's got to be in here somewhere. So <laughs> I don't know where the building is. And so I did. I went. I decided I was going to go to Easter, Easter service. So I went to Good Friday service. Um, at the time, my uh, ex-husband, he wanted to come with too. Um, that was a very huge mess. And so, but we went and we made it. And so I sat to the Good Friday service and I was like, oh, well, this is odd because I didn't know anything about religion. My grandma was Catholic on my dad's side and she read her Bible all the time. They, they went to church. They did the Easter Christmas thing. Yeah. Um, my mom's side, we didn't really have much contact with. So, and they're not much into church either. So my parents weren't really much into church. And so I was watching the service and I was so intrigued. And then at the end, when I realized, and they're, you know, to come back for Easter, you know, when Jesus gets off the cross. Now I'd only seen crosses where Jesus was on it. So I had no idea that he got off. <laughs> I just thought it was, you know, like, he's just on this cross. Like, now what, you know? So I was intrigued because I'm like, well, great. Now I got to come back for part two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see what happens. Like, you know, this is mind blowing. So that was um, March 31st, 2014. And um, I went, walked in and they handed everybody stones, like little rocks. And I was like, what are we going to do with these? This can't be good. No, um, and that's a that's a, a brave pastor. <laughs> I was like, well, now we're gonna be stoned. I don't think it's a good experience. <laughs> I don't know much about this, and so you know, all these spots you don't know. You're new. You're new to all this. You're, you don't know anything, and so um, what it was was at the end of the service, you were supposed to write down something and take it to the front and turn it over to Jesus. Mm. And so I had my little chalk and I wrote on mine, I wrote, um, I'm a horrible mom. I don't feel like living anymore and I just don't want to. And I never went up. I shot my rock across the pew. My ex-husband went up with one of my kids. They came back and we left. And then had a like a normal Easter, you know, the ham, the candy, the Easter bunny, all of that. And then, um, so there's there's some trigger words coming up. So I don't know how you handle that. That's okay. Okay. Um. So uh, that night, because my ex was very abusive, and um, so that night, I he would commit what is called in the secular world through psychology because that's what my school is my schooling is in is called marriage rape. And okay. so after that I had broke down and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And 
through that during that whole process and I don't share this very often because a lot of times you hear people who are saved you know it's like you're sitting in a pew and you're like Jesus loves me yeah I was saved during this event Mm. and so it's very hard because it's a whole conundrum you know even trying to talk about abuse in the church right and so um, I was saved during that and I went to sleep and the next morning I woke up and I was playing Caleb and I turned on Caleb and Amazing Grace came on. <laughs> and Whose version of Amazing Grace? What's that? Whose version? Um, Chris Tomlin. Chris Tomlin. Okay. Yeah. Cause it was on Caleb. So, yeah. you know, um, and so that was the first thing I heard the next morning. And then my life kind of just kind of started unraveling, but coming together at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I never went back to church after that. I continued working in the church. Um, I did vacation Bible school with the kids. Um, and I was exhausted, but it was, it was great. And I enjoyed it. And then towards that, towards that time that we're getting into almost the, we're getting to the end of July. And so, um, it's, so then a event, cause my ex, he didn't really want me going to church and he didn't want me going to these. He never knew I was in his Bible study because he, we worked opposite shifts. So, um, a lot of times at this point I could, I don't want to use the word hide because I don't want people to think it's okay to hide things from their spouses. Um, but when you're in abuse, right. there's things you got to try to do. Yeah. You know, to protect yourself. And I felt like I needed to be there, but I couldn't figure out why. And especially I couldn't go to a Bible study that was mixed group of men and women, you know, mm-hmm. that just would have not been okay. Um, but towards the end of July, he started want, not wanting me to continue this process. And um, it happened again. And that night I told God he either takes him or me because I am not living this way anymore. I can't live this way for my kids. I can't live this way for anybody. Right. Like, I just, I can't do it anymore. Um, the next day I got up, obviously I was still alive and so was he. And so I just felt defeated because I'm like, maybe you don't care. Mm. You know, I hear, you hear people saying this as we're going through this stuff, but maybe you just don't because maybe I'm just too far gone. And so, um, I went to work, I'm still nannying, um, and out of nowhere, I just decided, I told my ex, I sent him a text and I said, I'm going to church this weekend. And of course it led to a whole bunch of different conversations and, you know, um, and I was like, nope, I'm doing this and I'm doing it for me and I'm doing it alone. Um, and we had some more words back and forth. And he packed up all his stuff, went and drained by, drained our checking account and left. Oh my goodness. And so, um, I was like relieved <laughs> and, um, you know, because it was like, well, if all I had to do, you know, you, you had your brain thoughts. It was like, well, I should have just went to church sooner. Like, you know, if this was how I was going to get out of this, right? that's how I'm going to get out. And so, and I did, I committed to that. I started going to church. I was at every service. Um, I ended up being, um, you know, 
trying to go through a divorce in church is really hard. Right. Because, you know, I know what scripture says. That was the other thing. I had started reading scripture so hard that because I'm like, okay, I got to catch up to people. Right. Because, you know, I'm, I'm 37 years behind. So <laughs> <laughs> I got to catch up to realize that a lot of people don't read it. And it's a shame. Get in your word. Understand your word. Learn it. There's a reason for it. And so I um, started that. And then um, I started see, I people kept saying, you should go to CR. You should go to CR. But every time I heard CR brought up, all I heard was for people with drugs and alcohol. Right. If if they did a testimony on the big screen, it was for drugs and alcohol. Yeah. I heard someone for childcare, they were dealing with drugs and alcohol. So I'm like, I it's not that's not my problem. And that's not denial. That's not my problem. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not who I am. It's not what I've ever done. You know? So um, I was sitting in, in, um, and I have the thing. Let me look. I can tell you. It's kind of weird how this stuff kind of happens. God works in weird ways sometimes. Yes, he does. Even this. This is totally random. So, um, I don't know if it says the church bulletin. Yeah, so um, the October 12th, 13th church bulletin, that's when they get, they still did physical bulletins back uh-huh. then. And... So it was sitting on the pew. What? No, they hand it to me, and usually I just put them on the pew and, you know, went on my merry way. And so, and then there was a testimony about um, Celebrate Recovery that weekend. And again, it talked about, you know, this woman, she, drugs, alcohol, all of that kind of stuff. And I was, I opened my pamphlet and, I saw Celebrate Recovery in there, and I, I read, and I can't read all the words, but maybe you have a problem with anger, drinking, um, using drugs, addiction to food, sex, work, finances, dealing with grief, codependency. You may have been the victim of emotional and physical and sexual abuse. And I closed the pamphlet up, and I slid it to side. <laughs> I was like, no, stop. This is too much. Like, mm-hmm. I can't handle this and then uh that following thursday i started cr wow and uh yep and i went and um you know i've i've been through a couple celebrate recoveries but i started that one Mm -hmm. and then towards um thanksgiving um i knew my ex wasn't gonna file for divorce even though he didn't want to come back so i was like i'll do it i'm not that way I, I want this all to be done, you know? Yeah. The kids are fine. We're all fine. We're all getting healthy. You know, we're all working on this. Um, and so I um, filed for the divorce. Two weeks later, I got my packet of when it said the court date would be. I opened it up. It was March 31st. <laughs> Can't make that up. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. And so, so I did that and, you know, went through the divorce and things just kept changing and growing. And um, then I had um, 
had moved on to a different nanny position. So I'm going to church, um, going to celebrate recovery. I'm also doing a lot of other different programs because I have to unlock all of this abuse and all of this stuff. Sure. And um, as much as I love celebrate recovery, it does have its hang ups itself as a program. And trying to find one that really focuses on that when you don't have drugs and alcohol is a problem. So I did a lot of other things, you know, regular counseling, church counseling, healing hearts, you know, you named it. Oh, I did, um, I had a nervous breakdown and um, one of the uh, pastors at the time, he ran a group for wounded warriors so it was a PTSD group with a step study. And even though I didn't have the war aspect, I had a different type of war sure. that I had been dealing And so I did that also. Um, all in combination of Celebrate Recovery. And um, so then um, fast forward a little bit. Uh, a very good gentleman who was very strong in our Celebrate Recovery um, he did the chapter of Misfits with Jesus. I don't know if you've heard of them um, here in Wisconsin. Um, he has now passed, unfortunately. Um, but he was like my rock. Like mm -hmm. I could just, you know, him and his wife had an amazing story. I mean, they still do, obviously. Um, but she's on a different path now. And so he would just, he's like, I'm two years in and he's like, okay, you need to do your testimony. And I was like, no. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so he said, he said, oh, okay, that's great. Um, when are you going to do your testimony? I said, cause he ran a different chapter in our state, not just the one, it was part of our big church, but it was an off center one. And so I said, well, fine, we'll, if we, if you can convince the main leader of our celebrate recovery and he picks a date, then I'll do it at yours too. And he's like, all right, fine. So I go up to you know the main leader and he's like, you want to do your testimony? I was like, yeah, okay, fine. You pick a date. He's like, oh, okay. Um, how about uh, March 31st <laughs> of 2015? <laughs> and I was like, and no one knew my story. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so twice in that week, I gave my first testimony in Celebrate Recovery. And um, I've, like I said, I've switched quite a few. Um, I've can't come and gone. So my, my main thing is, um, I love to tell everybody, so... Um, March 31st, 2013, when I was saved, 2014 was my divorce, 2015 was my first testimony, 2016 was a bookstore that I was given. Um, uh, that's something that I'm very proud of. I'll explain that in a second. 2017, I um, closed my bookstore one year later. 18, 19, not too much. 2020, there's a church down the block from here. Um, I gave the, my testimony to the pastor there, um, and that was, again, a date they picked. <laughs> um, 2021, not too much. 
Yeah, I was just looking and thinking, you know, we can change this uh, show. And I was looking at my, uh, you know, we go on Tuesdays, but it's a 28. Because uh, I thought, oh, my gosh. If it was, I was just going to slam the lid if it was the 31st. <laughs> May happen. I don't know. Yeah. It's a Friday this year. Maybe I'm safe. I don't know. Um, so yeah, so and God has really worked really hard. So I um had attempted dating, uh failed it awfully. But back to the bookstore. Um, so there is there was a bookstore, it is no longer. Um, is or not too far from where I'm living. And I had lost my job all in one week. I lost my job. My ex quit his job, so he didn't have to pay child support. Um, my car, lost my car, and um, my house. Well, I was going to lose my house because I couldn't have no money to pay for anything. And I was just besides myself. I didn't know what to do. Like, that was a lot. Mm-hmm. But I still managed to find rides to work. Couldn't find rides anywhere else. But, you know, and when you're especially a single mom, you've lost everything. You can't just go apply for a car loan. No one's going to give you a loan, right. you know? And so I went into this bookstore that's around the corner and I was just looking around. I knew it was there. I had passed it a hundred zillion times and I'm down in the basement and the owner comes and she's like, I know you. And I was like, no, you don't. I've never been here. She's like, mm, I don't know. I feel like there's something. So then I started going in and talking to them and they were very, um, they were very, um, about Jesus. They didn't attend church or whatever. And so we just started talking and I just started kind of helping out because I had nothing, you know, you would think a woman years of childcare, a master's degree could easily find a job. I couldn't find anything. And not only that, I didn't have a car, so I wasn't sure how I was going to get there, you know? And so, um, I did, did my best and I'd go help out at this bookstore just to feed the kids and, um, try to make whatever we had bills we could. Yeah. And, And so, um, I did this and I did it for a whole year and they suddenly had to go to Indiana cause her dad was ill. And so. So they um, started going back and forth, and I started just kind of being in charge of the bookstore when they were gone. And um, we had done a, a lot of praying, and she was she had said, you know, at one point, she's like, I feel like you're supposed to have the store. And I was like, well, I don't know how this is going to work. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I have no money. <laughs> We've been through this. And, um, and sure enough, they, um, they had finally decided and she was like, okay, I feel like you should have the bookstore. And I was like, well, you figure out how that's going to work and we'll make it work. And Indiana had had, she's like, well, we'll go apply for the license and we'll just start the process and see where this goes. You know, we're going to leave it in God's hands and see. And I'm like, okay, fine. So she, um, she was supposed to be in Indiana, and Indiana had the worst snowstorm, like feet of snow. And I went into the store like I normally did, and she was there. And I was like, how did you get here? Like, you should be in Indiana where all the snow is. 
She said, well, I left before the snowstorm, but her husband was sending pictures of the snowstorm, and it was bad. Like, it was whatever. And I was like, all right, well, um, fine. We'll go apply for this license and see what happens. Applied for the license. I got approved. It had some hiccups with the city because the city was fighting about something else at the time. And um, everything went through. I became the owner of the bookstore. And like I said, I opened the bookstore March 31st, 2016. Mm. And so through that, I had horrible, horrible fails of, of dating. I figured this is never going to happen. Um, but I had, I started gaming because I love, I loved it. Someone I knew had introduced me to it. And so um, we play, we play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons in our house. And um, so we started I started that, and I really wanted gaming at my bookstore because it was helping also with my PTSD and anxiety and being an introvert. But I wasn't ready to go out into the world to do it yet. <laughs> so I, on the site we used, I said, I'd like to have this. The guy showed up like practically the minute I posted it, I swear. And he said, I know the perfect person for you. And so this person showed up. And I already met him because he was my first um, person that ran my very first game. And we just kind of started to develop, you know, a, a friendship. Because he was running games at my store. I should be friendly with him, you know. Mm -hmm. And we started talking, whatever, just when he was at the store. And um, he ended up, um, so in October, um, a couple years prior, five years ago, I was praying, I was reading a book about how to pray for your husband. And so I was like, well, this, this is good. Well, I'll do this. This makes sense. And my friend was also praying with me. And she said, and I read in the book, it said that sometimes when you pray for your husband, they may be going through a difficult time. And so you'd have to pray for them to be out of that. And, um, my friend had said the same thing. Like she didn't know I had said that. I had wrote it in my journal. And so while I'm praying for my husband, I clearly was praying for my husband because the man sitting downstairs right now um, is the guy who came to run this game at my bookstore. And, you know, we've been married for over a year now. We've been together for five. So, you know. Outstanding. Again, <laughs> yeah, Outstanding. So, so life is life is pretty decent. Um, you know, I still there's a few things that I'm from my past I'll never get out of. Just some debt that has come with, you know, um, unfortunately, and it's really the only um, stronghold left. You know, yeah. I've been through all this counseling. I've been through all this stuff. You know, my husband. Um, I said to him, I said, I'm going to, I said, this random person contacted me on Instagram and they want me to do my, they want me to do my testimony. I said, what do you think? He said, well, you should go do that. And I was like, that's not what you were supposed to say. <laughs> so, so the reason that I contact, because we get a lot of, you know, likes on our Instagram page and whatnot, but your username caught my attention. Tell, tell people what your username is, if you're okay with that. Yeah, no, I love it. It's my it's my life verse, and um, my life verse is Romans twelve two, and um, 
I wish I was better. I, I do not memorize scripture. I'm horrible at it. Listen, I'm writing a book about Romans 12 too, and I can't quote it to you. I've read it. I read it every day for a month. I read the entire chapter, second chapter of Romans to prepare for writing this book, and I still can't remember it. Okay, so here's the here's the thing. So Romans 12, 2 is my life verse. I told you I was trying to catch up with all of the church people and reading my scripture. Um, I had read it eight times <laughs> before I had realized that people don't do this. And um, and then I gave it up a little bit. I went to one time of year um, because I was, I was actually being made fun of, which don't do that. Yeah. Like if people are reading their word, you should jump in and do that too. Yeah. Um, so, but then I was like, well, this is silly. This is what God wants me to do. So in the last 10 years, um, I just finished reading my 16th time. So, you know, I'm back to two times a year. Um, but Romans 12 too. Um, and I, I wish it's the one part of my story. I cannot remember how it came up. I remember church was talking about praying for your life first. Um, you know, and I was like, I don't even know what that means. Um, but we'll go with it. <laughs> and so, um, I, and it just had kind of popped in my head and I didn't know what it was. So I was like, all right, I'll look it up. So then I read it. So Romans 12, two is do not conform to the patterns of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good, pleasing and perfect will. And I've, tried to live that way ever since and that looks different whatever's going on so if it's going against what you know um so like i said celebrate recovery a lot of times i have a hard time there um for me personally i would love more of an online presence for people like me who are dealing with um, mental illness because a lot of times it's hard for us to just be in the in the building right like that um, I would love more support for that. The other thing I would love more support for is because of the um, overeating. You know, a lot of times I have to find a celebrate recovery that either doesn't serve food or um, if they have a meal time that it's separate from the other activities. Yeah. Um, because that's really hard for those of us who do struggle with food, if that's our drug of choice. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you can't give that one up. You can't give food up. And I've gone head to head with some people about it. Um, but I can't change them and I can't change those rules. So I just continue to seek out where I'm going to. I never say fit in because you're, you don't want that. You don't want people who are just always agreeing with you. You want the people who are going to you know, rub you a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so um, my goal at this point would be to figure out how to be more of an online thing and i know celebrate recovery isn't always the biggest with that um but again that's not you know that would be not conforming because we need that we need more people to understand that god can be here through your mental illness and he will help you right with whatever tools you need Yes. And it looks different for everybody. And for mm -hmm. me, it looks different than other people. And, you know, my husband said, he said, even if you go on and you help one person and one person hears that, that recovery is for you and your mental illness and Jesus is for you and your mental illness, no matter what it looks like. Yeah. And that's well, my biggest thing. And now you got that audience. So, um, 
Amen to that. Um, so we like to turn messes into messages. Um, what parting shots do you have for us uh, based on uh, your story and, and where you're headed? Um, one of the things, so one of the things I've always been told when I give my testimony um, is the first thing I always hear is, especially becoming a non-believer working in a church that's unheard of, God clearly wanted me there and he's going to do everything he could because he can get <laughs> me there. Um is that we have to remember that, that non-church people are going to find Jesus and God's going to help them do that through whatever avenue it takes. So um, we got to remember that those, the unbelievers are the ones that were, are supposed, that Jesus was here for. Yeah. Most, you know, it says it in scripture. And um, so, and don't give up. And if you have a mental illness, don't give up. Yeah. Um, because if, and if you can't find the support, however you want and however is right for you, um, through counseling, through, if you need medication, through, if you don't need medication, if it's a change of diet, whatever that looks like for you, between you and God, not between you and everybody else. Um, and on the flip side of that, if you know people with mental illness, please, please stop telling them to pray it away. yeah we call that the try harder doctrine and it doesn't work yeah it it doesn't work and recovery works yeah recovery works yes it's a lot of work but find support groups find you know um, one of my biggest things is i may not always attend a cr meeting but i always use my cr bible and my cr steps yeah excellent because that's that's what it that's what it's all about. Yeah. So just just keep going and keep trying. You'll find a somebody. You'll find a church. You'll find a something. Even if it's online, you'll find it. Just don't stop seeking. And and you never know who's watching or listening. Um, yeah. The my my second book was called Piece by Piece, and it talks about me sharing my testimony in a variety of places and not knowing who was there. I thought I knew who was there. So I was aiming at a target, but the target was completely something different. And so now I know the target's the whole pie. I don't want just one little piece of pie. I want the whole thing. And that's why we're doing this show is just because we don't know. I don't screen whoever comes on my show because someone needs to hear your story. And the only way we're going to get them to hear your story is by putting it out there for people to hear it. And maybe not everyone needs to hear it, but it's going to change somebody's life because you went through it and others saying, Hey, if she can do it, well, maybe I can do it too. So right. it's just, you know, kicking those stones over and, and giving everybody just a little bit more help. So thank then, you so much. So, you know, and that's why I tell my story when I'm asked. And, um, that's why I do my gaming because that's a whole different population to be a part of. Um, and just keep being amongst the least of these, just like Jesus did. Yeah. How you reach people. Outstanding. You don't have to Bible them. You just no. have to be more like Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you continue to roll 20s and uh, have a beautiful rest of your day in sunny Wisconsin. <laughs> thank you. 
So there you go. Uh, sound aside, that was a fantastic, fantastic conversation that I had with Jeanette. And it's just one of those things that was like we said, it was, it was I hate to say dumb luck. I think it was a divine appointment because uh, her story was just so very, very fantastic. And thank you, Jeanette. And uh, all of Jeanette's friends who are listening, thank you for tuning in as well. What I want to do right now is give us our song of the week. So the song of the week this week is a song by um, for King and Country featuring Jordan Sparks. And the song is called Love Me Like I Am. So here's about 90 seconds of that. I'll come back and talk to you about it, wrap up the show. And uh, here you go with a little bit of for King and Country and Jordan Sparks. It's amazing that you can. It is hard to beat for King and Country, and uh, adding in uh, Jordan Sparks on that was just, I I love this song, the feel of it, the vibe of it, but uh, I'm going to jump into uh, one of the verses that says, uh, it it says, I'm a little uneven, I need a little more, I'm in need of a little more healing now, and then this line is the one that really connects with me, and I feel a little unfixable. And how often have I felt that way? In in the first line of the song, I'm a little unstable. I feel these ways uh, at times. I I just look at myself and I think, what on earth is going on? What are you doing trying to run a ministry? What are you doing trying to host a podcast or write a blog or write books or do prison ministry or speak life into anybody because you can't even get yourself under control? What is going on? Who do you think you are? Yet Jesus loves me like I am. All the warts, all the bad sound from from my end on the uh, interview, all of the stuff that makes me me. Jesus loves that, and he made me because the world needed a me. And I've got to keep that in mind because it can be so easy for me to get self-critical and just on myself and doubtful and all of those things. So this is just a really super good reminder to me that 
Jesus loves me the way I am, and I need to love myself the way I am, even if people want to pile on and, and, and the world won't love me like I am. A lot of people in the world will not. Some will, but a lot won't. Most don't even know who I am. Uh, so it's just important, I think, to keep those things in perspective. So anyhow, thank you for King and Country. Thank you, Jordan Sparks. Thank you, listeners, for joining in with us. Uh, don't forget to use that word scurrilous in your sentences. Get 10 bonus points each time you do. Don't forget to text the word mum to 760-608. That's my phone number. Text me at 760-608-1942. That's how you can get a hold of me. Email me at bowtieguy@messituppodcast. But you can join us financially by texting the word mum to 760-WALLS-CA. And that will really, really bless us and help our ministry out. Uh, tremendously. So thank you to all of you. Please, please, please share this show in your family group texts or your WhatsApp or whatever it is that you do. Get the news out there so that people can listen to the show because we want to share stories like Jeanette's. And if you're out there listening, you've got a story. Uh, just step up and be bold. Um, it's it, it can be a little bit scary, but like the song said, Jesus loves you as you are, and we need to hear about who you are. So please contact me at any of those ways that I told you to contact me, and we can get your story on the, the podcast as well. So thanks a bunch. Really appreciate all of you who are here. Uh, nobody got back to me with their bonus points. So that Starbucks card is still up for grabs. Come on, people. Free Starbucks. I mean, I'm begging you to give you money. It's hard enough that I have to ask you to give me money, but I'm trying to give you some money. So total up those bonus points. See if you can get some Starbucks uh, this week, and that would be great. Um, I want to thank all of you for listening. I want to send out some special love to my friend Faith, who's uh, going through it right now. And uh, if we could all just remember her and Paxton Pantry in um, our prayers uh, as we go through the week, that would be well received and very, very appreciated. So anyhow, thank you all for being here and making this show happen. And I will see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.